What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to OTB Over the Border. This is episode number Trey. We still got the same group of guys here. We got Anton. Yes, sir. We've got AK. What's up? What's up? And we've got Rashawn Hot Take Hamilton. Hey, how's it going? I was going to say what's up, what's up. Okay, Rashawn, Rashawn, give me a quick hot take. Just one right off the top quick, of your head. Quick hot take? Quick hot take. Go. Um, all right, so since uh, Fred Fred has started in 41 games, and in those games, the Raptors are 31-9. and nine. Mm, Okay. Uh, if you, if you guys take. are listening, definitely do not tweet at us or tell us what you think about that, because that's just, that's just Rashawn. That's ass. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did want to talk about, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the, the Houston versus Clippers game last night. Mm-hmm. Pretty good game. So <clears throat> when we talked about this in the first episode, I, I thought Houston, I said they'll take some time to gel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I wanted to talk about, do you guys feel that Westbrook is not going to help this team as much as we thought? That maybe he's more of a floor raiser rather than a ceiling raiser? Because I, I thought Houston's going to hit 60 wins eventually. Kind of thing, and they're playing well, but I don't know how you guys feel. There seems to be still moments of like, you know, it's Harden's turn, and then Westbrook's mm. just driving to the bucket. Maybe not as much of a ceiling raiser and more of a floor raiser. What do you guys think? I definitely see some issues right now. I, I think they'll they'll it'll get better as the season progresses. But uh, Westbrook can be a ceiling raiser. I feel like he can help out. He can uh, run the offense when James Harden goes to the bench. So. I think it'll eventually be fine. Right now, it's not looking good, though. Uh, to, to add to Anton's point, I think I think it, the whole situation will get better like as the season progresses, obviously. Um, but in the end, I feel like... I feel like he reads his Houston, Houston ceiling, I guess, just a bit more than Chris Paul did. I don't really okay. see... I don't, I don't see Westbrook as like this, this, this over-the-top guy that's going to automatically put them... Like head and shoulders about everybody else in the West. I mean, to me, the big thing is he's going to be healthier than Chris Paul. Yeah. With Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul's a better ceiling raiser for a team. Maybe not so much now as he's aged. Yeah. But I think Chris Paul's injury concerns are always going to be the limiting factor for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashawn, do you I think, think do you think Fred Fred's better than Russell Westbrook? Or <laughs> hold on, even before I get to all that, I like I was going to say I think because I watched the game yesterday. Um, I think there was like five seconds left or something, and Harden got the ball and they, and they double teamed Harden, and then he and then he dumped it off to Westbrook, and I was like, and as soon as he did that, I was like, oh man, something bad's about to happen. He jacks up a stupid three, um, Paul George grabs it, right? So like, I think it's like, if you put him on a team last year that had twenty wins, he'll get them forty wins. If you put him on a team last year that had sixty wins, they'll still get forty wins. Like, he, oh, he whoa. doesn't he doesn't make teams better. The fact of him being there puts you at a certain level that you can't get past or you can't go under. Whoa. That's what I think. Do you guys agree with that? He just said that he's going to take Houston from 60 wins to 40 wins. Okay, Houston, maybe like 45. You think 45, you think Houston's not winning 50, 50 this sub year? Sub 50. Sub 50. Oh, because hey. Interesting. Did you see what he did last night at the end of the game? It's stuff at the end of the game, right? Because yeah. you're supposed to well, play him at the yeah. end of the game. What's and him having an impact in those moments is what's going to make you lose games, oh, okay. in my opinion. Okay, I, I agree. Westbrook... Always has been traditionally bad in the last 40 seconds of mm-hmm. games. Terrible. Uh, agreed with that. But if you really pay attention to the play, what happened was James Harden got doubled. Right. And, they, and he passed it to Westbrook. Right. I don't know if that's actually a horrible shot. 
Should he should he's he shooting twenty two percent from three? Should right he now. Yeah, he's shooting, or should he have ran inside and tried to? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, you're, oh, you're saying maybe an alternative play? Okay, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I was I was telling Nick on the way here that if you rewatch that play, um, so when Westbrook kind of caught the ball, he had a straight line drive to the rim. They were in the bonus. Mm-hmm. They're down one. I don't know why he settles for a three when he's shooting what twenty two percent from three. Nick, you said twenty two. <laughs> And I think that's something that people aren't talking about as much where he's shown such a serious regression in his shooting. And we can all agree that if you can't really shoot, you're not going to help your team as much in terms of a ceiling. You're not going to help the Houston Rockets if you can't shoot. It's it's just it's weird. So in his MVP season, he shot 85% from the free throw line. And then the next year, he was at 74. And the year mm-hmm. after that, he was at 65. And, and this year, he's shooting at, I think, 68, 69%. Have we ever seen something like this? Has has there ever been a case where a guy's just forgotten how to shoot? Yeah, honestly, I was I was playing two K and I just seen him. His free throw rating was like a like a sixty or some shit, and I was like, wait, what? What is this? Is he tired? I didn't even know he was shooting that bad when, when I was playing two K. Yeah, yeah I, I I can't really remember a time where a guy has dropped fifteen to twenty percent from the free throw line in his prime. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot. As as a PG, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really see. I mean, I know Patrick Beverly sees a flaw in his in his form, the way he was mocking him. But I don't really see it so much. Uh-huh. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um. Just to 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 go off of what Rashawn was saying. He you you brought up Westbrook not being able to help, or just anybody in general won't really be able to help the Houston Rockets if they're not able to shoot. Mm, yeah. But I kind of disagree with that because I feel like Westbrook's playmaking ability especially in transition, is, is something that, that can really help the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. So, in that, so in that same line of thought, would it make more sense to have Ben Simmons than, than Russell Westbrook? Um, I, I, don't, I don't think, not necessarily, because I mean, Westbrook, kind of well, I mean, like, Westbrook, it's not like Westbrook can't hit the three. Like, mm. he can't at all. It's just like he's not efficient. But, but if I was going to, like, perform a surgery on you or something, or, like, I was going to give you something to eat, <laughs> right? And there was like a twenty-two percent chance that it is gonna kill you, right? Twenty-two percent chance that he's gonna make the shot. Would you would you take it or wait? Is it is it the other way around? It's the other way around. It's the other way around. Yeah. So you you know the math, right? You're not gonna take that pill. So it's like for me, don't don't shoot it. I don't want him to shoot it. Yeah. Okay. But so you might as well not be a shooter. If you don't shoot it, teams are just never gonna respect you. And I understand they're not respecting that as much as before, but they still have to close out. Right. Right. But that's why. But that's why he's hurting. The Houston Rockets. So you think Russell Westbrook should stop taking every single three-point attempt that he's taking, or or do you in, think he should just in the reduce last, it? In, in the last five minutes, he's not taking any threes. In my but opinion. doesn't that make it easier to guard? Because yeah. now I know, hey, Westbrook's catching it. I'm sagging off. Yeah, but that's why I'd rather have like somebody else than him. That's what that that's my point. Like he, you, you know what I mean? Well, okay, I'll I'll flip it around a little bit and say, do you guys feel like James Harden? might be more of a floor raiser than a ceiling raiser because he wants to play a very specific style mm. and, and that he needs the ball in his hands. Not that we haven't seen James Harden as like a tertiary player because when he was in OKC, he was great off ball. But maybe there's a little bit of blame on, on him too because the ball's in his hands a lot. Mm. But, but then again, to, to James Harden's defense, like that's what worked with the Houston Rockets. Right. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, what other type of offense do you think they can run that that would that would work? 
for for that for that group of guys. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that they need to switch up the offense completely, but some more off ball actions for James Harden versus everything being on ball. Uh, you know, get guys more involved, give yeah. Westbrook a chance to play make a little more. You know, mm-hmm. especially I mean, so like if if Rashawn's saying don't even have him shoot, why even have him out there on the floor? Well, there's there's two things I kind of want to talk about. Uh, Harden. Okay, let me let me dive into Westbrook first. Mm. You said you you wouldn't trust Westbrook shooting the ball at no, all. No, not well, in the last five minutes of the game. He's a terrible decision maker. I can't afford that. But you're, you're talking throughout the course of the game. You don't want Westbrook shooting. Nah, not really. Okay, well, really I think Westbrook's percentages are much more worse than it appears because he probably still takes a lot of bad shots. We all agree with that. Yeah. I had the stats pulled up, and Westbrook's actually shooting 34% wide open. 34% wide open? Yeah. So, but, so but it's then, not it's not horrible. It's not great. But right. I definitely want Westbrook still taking a shot if he's right. open. But that shot that he did yesterday, wide open, right, bonus, could have taken a line drive, but instead, like, jacks it from three. Like, why? A- right? Agreed. Agreed. It, it He probably could have drove to the basket and, and definitely got a, a foul or something. Mm-hmm. But we just seen the other night Patrick Beverly, who's shooting 22% from yeah, three right now, hit a, hit a wide open corner three-point mm-hmm. shot. So it's it's not the worst shot in the world. I'm, there's been much more times where I've seen Westbrook take worse shots than that, and I'm living with that shot he took yesterday. Patrick Beverly hit a few of them, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Game, a few of them. But that's, mm-hmm. but that's why I would say, in my opinion, the guy's not a floor raiser. He's not a ceiling raiser. He's just he's a stabilizer. The but, guy will, like... Like, honestly... A stabilizer. In the middle. In the middle. You, third option. So right? you, don't think, you don't think Westbrook could... Like bring a bad team to a decent record? No, he can bring them to a certain point, but not 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 past that forty wins. That's what I'm thinking. But okay, and he's gonna make a team that's been past that worse. We're we're really here talking about the regular season, right? Right, right. We all know Houston is capable of doing what they do in the regular season. Mm -hmm. We're really talking about what they're gonna do in the playoffs, and what have we seen every single playoffs? We've seen James Harden just get much worse because probably fatigue. He gets tired. Mm -hmm. Now Chris Paul. His injury concerns yeah, that didn't help Houston because now James Harden's really got to carry for more than eighty-two games. Mm-hmm. Westbrook is there now. Okay, now James Harden can take a rest and Westbrook can run the show. Yeah, having them on at the same time though is the thing that I don't like. Like, okay. Yeah. So I mean, last year OKC won forty-nine games. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's more than forty. Mm-hmm. And and but of less course, than fifty, like I said, that's less than fifty. Yeah. But that's with Paul George, so I'll give you that. Yeah. This year, Paul George has been traded for Shea and yeah. Gallinari, and and Westbrook is being replaced by um, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, yes, Paul George is a better basketball player than than Shea and Gallinari, mm-hmm. but they're playing pretty well. They you are. guys would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Chris Paul is still a pretty good basketball player. Playing pretty well, also mm-hmm. you guys would agree. Yeah, and and they're five and ten. Mm-hmm. So no, but that's what I'm saying. Like that might be a twenty win team or whatever, right? Quote unquote. If he joined, yes, they'll make it up to a certain point, but not past fifty. And it, like as an example, right now, if you put um, Westbrook on like the Raptors when they had the number one uh, member seat, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Are they a better team? Like if you just get gifted Westbrook all of a sudden, you can just put him wherever you want to put him. Is are they a better team? Do they win more games? I don't think so. Okay, so I'll ask like, you that question. The, the, the number one seeded Raptors in the East, that 159 with DeRozan, mm-hmm. what do you guys think, if I extend that question to you guys, if I just add Russell Westbrook to that, are they a worse team? Nah. I, think, I think they're a better team. 
I think they're a better team. I think they're a better team. I don't think they go anywhere. I think it's the same thing. I think yeah. they're at least a little more dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, that's I, a big I, thing. That's I, I think I think we take games off Cleveland. Yeah. Mm. We don't get swept. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Probably. Actually. Maybe. It's just know. it's just his usage. I think the ball sticks to him a little bit. Mm. And it's like then you're just susceptible to whatever he has to offer. Yeah. Like and he's not gonna do the same thing with the ball that Harden would do with the ball, that Dodgers would do with the ball. Like so it's just you get what he gives you. So you, what he gives you is not great. Okay, so you don't think that you can plug Westbrook on okay, what's like one of the worst teams in the league? So Charlotte, for example. Okay. If you pick up Westbrook off the Rockets right now, drop him in Charlotte with Charlotte's current current roster, you don't think Charlotte's like a potential eight seed? But that's what he's saying. He's saying he agrees that he'll make a, a bad team into a mediocre team. Right. Yeah. He also thinks he'll make a good team into a mediocre team. Right. I'm not so sure about mm. that. Right. If you right, like I, I think it'd be worse. You know what? A good, a good worse. A, making a good team mediocre. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Like the Raptors example that Nick brought up. Mm. I think he'd make that team better. But if you put him on, say last year's championship team, that the Raptors had. Yeah. I think we'd be worse. I think we'd be worse. I think I I think I'd keep Freddie. You think we yeah. would be worse, right? I think we'd be worse. Right. Yeah. See, that's what I'm trying to say. That guy's that guy's a weird one. He's an outlier in that turn. He's option three. Well, Stabilizer. as interesting as this sounds, what version of Westbrook are we talking about? Are we talking about the Westbrook that had Paul George on OKC, or are we talking about the Westbrook that had Oladipo? Because I think the Westbrook with Oladipo definitely makes the Raptors worse when they when we had DeRozan. I think his usage rate was extremely high. Mm-hmm. The ball just stuck to him. He passes the ball and he runs back towards that player, kills spacing, all types of stuff. I think that that hurts the Raptors. The mm-hmm. team is pretty deep. Hold on, what's what's the difference between twenty seventeen Westbrook and twenty eighteen Westbrook? The usage rate. Yeah, yeah but, but, but he, he Paul George. Yeah, that's why. And also, I actually will go the other way because twenty seventeen Westbrook was a better shooter than twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen exactly. Westbrook. That, that that's is a true. big thing for me. Well, okay. People were talking about how OKC was a garbage team back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Sabonis appeared to me like a great rookie to have. He, if he catches it in the high off the pick and roll, Sabonis. he could. That's, that's the, Sabonis, uh, who plays on the Pacers yeah, right now. He's, he's absolutely yeah. killing it right now. Uh-huh. Old Depot, okay, sure. Maybe Old Depot wouldn't be the Old Depot we know now, but he could have been a lot better on OKC. He was absolutely trash. Sabonis was trash. Who else was on that team? Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Uh, yeah, he was okay. He, mm-hmm. he was the only guy who probably would get the, the ball from Westbrook. Uh, but the, the OKC could have been better. Mm-hmm. It was just Westbrook who just demanded the ball way too much and killed spacing and did not do anything off ball. Yeah. You think right. you think that that Thunder team in 2017 could have been better if Westbrook didn't have the usage rate he had? Yes. How I many mean, wins did they have that year? Hold 40, on. I'm, I'm 40, 47, I think. Yeah, they had 47 wins. You think they could have been a 50-win team? If mm-hmm. Westbrook put the ball in old people's hands more? Yeah. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, one, one, one thing people forget, too, I don't know how, how big, of a role, big of a role this plays into, like, how old people played that year, but old people was out of shape that year. Old people was out of shape. I don't know about out of shape. He got into better shape. He, he said himself he was out of shape. Yeah. People I mean, do that. I'm not sure. Like you've seen the like photos. Might, I know. I, I know you're talking about the photo where I, I, he looks a like, lot more in shape. I, I see what you mean, but I mean, it, okay. Is is this not clear? Oladipo was worse on the Magic. 
I mean, sorry, Old Depot was better on the Magic than he was on the Thunder. Because how does that happen? I, I just want to point out that Sabonis was, yeah, I think so. I was, think right. was playing 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you think that's Westbrook's fault? Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, a little bit, because if Sabonis was able to showcase his talent, he would get more minutes. Mm, okay. Oh, wow, that's actually a, a pretty... That's uh, a fair point. Fair point, but he fair was shooting point. 40%. That's fine. So he was taking six attempts a game to score six points a game. Mm-hmm. And you think... How, how much assist did he average, though? Uh, yeah, because that's what I was talking about. His role would have been like that facilitator, like the same the exact the exact role he has. Like one one yeah. assist a game. Okay, see, no way. Mm-hmm. Sabonis has always been an okay passer, a good passer, <clears throat> I should say. He's one of the better passing big men in the game. I mean, don't you think that's more on the coach then to? I guess play him more minutes. Billy Donovan's always been kind of like a questionable coach. I feel like. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's very true. But I think you guys are sort of underselling. Like, I, I think Westbrook t- taking this team to 47 wins is pretty solid. Yeah. You know? Y- yeah. Like, Oladipo played 67 games, and he averaged 16 points a game. So, yeah, totally if you want to talk about maybe he should have got more shot attempts and everything. Uh, I could agree with that because Westbrook mm-hmm. was taking 24 attempts a game. Yeah, what the heck? That's a lot. You, you think they should have been? You think... Yeah. Yeah, they would have been better if they were a little more like. Okay. Okay. Let's. I, I like. I think I know what you're trying to say. If they were more like like a Dame and CJ, in terms of like usage and shot attempts, because I think Dame's usage is like thirty, and CJ's is like 27, 26 this year. Mm-hmm. So if they were a little more like that, yeah, you think that that OKC team would have been just just a, just a just a bit yeah. better. You got you got to give like give give, give, give Old Depot more freedom. Uh huh. Let them. Okay. Depot was less efficient than Westbrook that year. But, but I think what Anton's saying is that might have been in, because of Westbrook. But don't you think getting more shot attempts and, and, and the amount of, like, I guess, attention Westbrook drew actually helped Oladipo's percentages? And even then, he was less efficient? Well, see, that's the point I was about to bring up. We all play basketball here, mm-hmm. right? If you someone tells you to stand in the corner and only shoot when you get the ball, your game is going to go cold. Yeah, but you're talking Your about who, gonna drop. Who, you're talking about NBA guys, though. That that this, happens. This is what Demari Carroll has talked about it. And you don't oh. you don't think that you don't think Demari that happens? Carroll. <laughs> Demari Carroll, who came no Demari Carroll, who came from a system from the Hawks where he was touching the ball consistently, was a way better shooter than when he was on the Raptors, where he just watched the rolls and ice. But he's a role ISO. player, though. Exactly, and that's exactly my point. I, that's exactly I'm, my point. I'm not sure I'm sold on your point because. I think NBA guys then then look at PJ Tucker is having a great shooting like mm. career in Houston versus the rest of the time he's been there. But I think like some guys need more touches, more attempts to to get to get into their flow. You to know get into I mean? the flow, yeah. yeah literally, and, that's and it. If I'm the coach, I'm not really necessarily giving that to Demari Carroll. No, like okay, I think what Anton's trying to say is like I, like, I get it. I, I mean, yeah, like that PG Tucker point you just brought up. Yeah. Like PG Tucker isn't naturally a guy where you give him the ball and you give him. A, a certain amount of touches and you say go do this for me you know what I mean yeah Oladipo kind of is yeah and it's like him not having that opportunity to do that oh yeah kind of puts him in a situation him. where he's mm-hmm. not he's not playing to his full potential you know what I mean mm-hmm. right. I think I think you're overrating Sabonis because you've seen what he's become yeah see and I think you're also looking at Oladipo and thinking about that I do agree that they obviously had the skill and talent to be better 
and like, but maybe that's on the coaching too. Maybe it's not just Westbrook, because Westbrook right now is not shooting twenty four attempts a game. Mm-hmm. He's much more controlled. I mean, he's probably at like eighteen or so. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it's part of the coaching. But if I were to ask you guys, going around the NBA, who are some other guys? Okay, so like, I think I think we we kind of agree that Westbrook is a hell of a floor raiser. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he can't make a, a good ceiling team. lower too. Yeah. Okay, ceiling lower according to Rashawn. <laughs> so who's 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 the great ceiling raiser in today's league for you guys? I think the obvious one is Draymond Green. Okay, ceiling, that's okay. a good yeah, one. That's, the that's a good one. one. Yeah. Like, all-time, too. I was going to say Dennis Rodman, too, all-time. It's good to have a crazy person on your team, too. That helps a lot. Crazy uh, people? Cra- cra- like, a, like okay, Dennis Rodman's, like, actually crazy. Westbrook is, like, a little bit crazy. But Patrick Beverly, like, like on a scale of one to, like, one to ten. Crazy I, I think people. I give him, like, a seven or eight. You think he's, like, real crazy or, like, fake crazy? No, he's competitively crazy. Yeah, I think he's a little bit yeah, really no, crazy. I, I he's think, competitive yeah. crazy. Competitive crazy. Yeah, like, having, like, so having somebody like that on your team, like, it's kind of gives you a little bit of a edge factor. Like confidence. Yeah, like yeah. no, like you want that guy on your team, not on not on the other team. You don't have to play sure. against a guy like that. Yeah, but Beverly's in the news now way more because he's on a good team, right? And and he was also like, yeah, that's that's what Beverly does. He he's always been there, and it's almost cute and like endearing and charming. Like yeah, he's fighting or whatever. But now when he's on a good team, it just gets annoying. Mm-hmm. It gets yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like, true. So yeah, he was on the Rockets. Do you guys do you guys agree with Rashawn though? Like you you need someone like that, a little bit of little crazy. attitude. Yeah, That's part I, of the I ceiling. So. Reason. I, I don't little, I don't know about little, the attitude, but I, I I like players that are fearless. Like Biombo, okay, Biombo isn't crazy, but I think Biombo would help. He's fearless. Oh yeah, he, he's I like, like fearless yeah. guys. Like, like I feel like that guy for us was like like Serge. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was not scared of LeBron. Holy crap. Well, LeBron? like Serge wasn't like competitive crazy like the way like Beverly yeah. is, like Patrick uh-huh. Beverly is, but like Serge is like. You see it. So just like like that energy guy where it's like he'll have like a big dunk and then everybody will get into it, mm-hmm. or he'll have a big block and everybody will that's, get into it. That's that's a big part of ceiling raising. So I, that's why that's why I think Rodman helps with that. I think if, if you eat beef penis pizza, you're crazy. Yeah, so like, you're crazy. Uh, you're <laughs> crazy like, if you do. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. But what I was gonna say, the ultimate ceiling raiser in NBA today that I think is better than Draymond ceiling Green, raiser. better than a lot of guys actually, is Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. Because Clay Thompson. I don't yeah. I don't think Clay Thompson makes a team yeah. a forty one team. I think it's about like if 30. you put him on the Knicks right now, yeah, he's not gonna I think win. it's about thirty. Mm-hmm. Clay yeah. Thompson's gonna get his twenty six, but they're not gonna win yeah, games. Yeah, they're not gonna win. Not. But you you put Clay Thompson on any team? Oh yeah. You put Clay Thompson on the Lakers right now? Oh yeah. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, any actually, team. yo, he's, yeah, if you he's put Clay, yo, if you put Clay Thompson on the Lakers right now, mm-hmm. I think that's a sixty five plus one team. Yeah. Because Clay's gonna shoot shots and, and defend. Yo, they're they're thirteen and two right now. Yeah, they're replace playing well. Clay with Danny yeah, Green. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, replace Danny Green with Clay. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. To be fair though, Clay's been taking a lot more mid ranges in the past couple of years. Yeah. So you'd have to go back to him being, hey man, just just shoot the wide open trays. Stick to the three. Yeah. Don't don't try to take guys off the dribble like you. Yeah. Stop that. But even having that gravity, yeah. like, oh, yeah. man, yeah. Clay Thompson, hey, my, hey, my nigga, you're just going to have to just cover that drive. I can't help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a, a pretty, I wouldn't say it's underrated, but I guess one that I don't really hear people speak on too much. Ceiling raiser but, or floor raiser? Uh, uh, ceiling raiser. Okay. Like in the NBA right now. Um, Marcus All last year with the Raptors. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I absolutely agree I with agree that. With that. Mark Gasol's numbers are not in the slightest impressive. Wait, hold on. I just realized. I think we got to kind of explain to people what we think our floor raises and ceiling raises are. I mean, I think it's pretty self-evident, but yeah, yeah that's, I, fair. I, that's fair. I, I, that's I fair. That's fair. I don't think so. I think... Okay, well, I mean, I think... Uh, well, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give my definition, and then you guys tell me if you agree. I think uh, a floor raiser is a, is a guy who could take a, a bad team and, and make them uh, decent, and I think a ceiling raiser is someone who could take a good team and make them great. And I think it's obviously harder. For example, it's easier to go from 30 wins to 45 Mm. than it is to go from 50 to 65 even though those two right. yeah, those yeah. two uh number game is 15 wins each uh mm-hmm. just by like like you know the law of diminishing returns mm-hmm. it's hard to go from 50 to 65 it's even harder to go from 65 to 70 mm-hmm. and it's impossible to go from 70 to 75 even mm-hmm. though that's just five wins mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that's a pretty fair description so like ceiling raisers are guys who can move the needle in the higher end of, of the win range, mm-hmm. and then floor yeah. raisers are the lower end. But also with the added fact that some people can or can't do both, like Westbrook. Like, some, like he's not a ceiling raiser, in my opinion. I don't think so. But LeBron can go, like, yeah, he's a floor either, raiser either way. and a ceiling raiser. I feel like the majority of superstars kind of fit on, like, both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah so, like, to me, uh, LeBron versus Curry is, like, an interesting topic where I think LeBron... Obviously, is a floor raiser first, and then more of a ceiling raiser. While Curry yeah. is the other way. I think Curry can obviously help a bad team just because he's Stephen Curry. Yeah. But putting Stephen Curry on a on a fifty win team in his prime, yeah, yeah. he's he's a ceiling raiser more first yeah, to me. For sure. Yeah. Um, to add on to like your definition of like a floor raiser, I've always felt like as long as like that player can kind of, like, carry an offense more so than, like, the defense. As long as they can carry, like, a, a, a garbage offense and make them decent, I feel like as long as you can do that, you're, you're, you're pretty much considered a floor raiser. Who's like, a good like, example of that? Like, like, I don't know, like Westbrook, for example. Because Westbrook isn't... Yeah, he could, like, he could help the Knicks out right now. He yeah. He could help the Knicks. I mean... He could help, like, the Charlotte Hornets, maybe. But like, certain teams he can't help. Yeah. I think it's it's when you're sort of, I don't want to say versatile, but sort of similar to that where you're pretty good at everything. So mm-hmm. like Westbrook's a very good rebounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a very good passer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, in his prime a good scorer. Yeah. So I think having that, he basically plugs a lot of different holes. And I think to me a ceiling raiser might be a guy who could do just one or two things, but at a GOAT level. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it's like, Curry's obviously not the rebounder that Westbrook is. Uh, I don't want to say not the same level of playmaker, but not the same level of generating assists. Yeah. But what Curry does is, you know, hey, he's coming off that screen. What are you doing? Oh, okay. How about this yeah. one actually here? So I just thought of this. So like um, Kawhi Leonard, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say floor raiser or ceiling raiser? See, I think I think obviously, like again, he's one of those guys who's who's both. And Why? Because I think I think if you put him in a situation where he's got a bad team, Kawhi still could average twenty eight to thirty. Okay, but out of those eighty two games, he's only going to play fifty of them. That's fair. That's fair. So that's a really point, and and not fifty, but like sixty five. Yeah, sixty five. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Sixty. 60. No, but no, I see what you're saying. Like, like, if, yeah. If he's playing on like a, a really garbage team, right, what's the team, point? 
like he's gonna have to play so many minutes to where he's probably is gonna have to like he's gonna uh, be more prone you know to what? injury. He might play less games. I think, I think we could say Kawhi is a ceiling raiser because he took a good team to a championship team. I was yeah. just, I was literally just about to say. I think Kawhi is probably the few players we've seen that start off as a real ceiling raiser and turn into a floor raiser like that. I, I think he's still a ceiling raiser because he took us to a championship, but like. I, I think last year we looked kind of like a 50-win team without him. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up winning 50. Our record when he rested was 17-3. and three, I think. Yeah, 17-5. and 17-5 or something? Yeah. Like so, like, I, I, think, I think we still look like a, I'm going to say, 48-52 to 52 win team without him. Mm-hmm. And with him, we ended up winning 58. 58, was it? 58. So, mm-hmm. to Kawhi is worth, quote-unquote, six wins. But, obviously, he's worth so much more yeah. because in the playoffs... Yeah, he's yeah. a ceiling raiser. Yeah. yeah. I think Kawhi is one of the few guys that actually is able to just play different types of roles. Like, you could actually say, Kawhi, I'm going to make you into a spot-up shooter, and he can play that role. He can play with LeBron. He can mm-hmm. play with Giannis. You can plug him into anything. And then he can carry a team, mm-hmm. which is which is really crazy to me. So, we, like, before we, we went into this discussion, before we even, like, started recording, um, I was talking to Nick about who are, like, some of the most, like, portable superstars in NBA history. So, like, Kawhi, for example, yeah, you just said, you can plug him into, like, multiple roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirk, for example. Oh, yeah. Oh, KD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. KG. Um, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Honestly, I don't know if you guys will agree, I think Paul George is in. I, I don't know if I'd say historically. Not but historically, but, like, in, in, in the sense where you can kind of play that same role as Kawhi, where you, mm-hmm. can, you can make him a spot-up shooter. Um, Garnett. Did, uh, did someone say KG? Yeah. Did you KD. say KG? I said KG. Oh, I thought you said KD. Yeah. No, no, I said KD. You said oh, KG. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of KG, you think he's real crazy or he's like fake crazy a little bit? He's competitive crazy. Yeah. I think he's just super competitive. I think yeah. Gilbert Arenas is crazy crazy. Gilbert Arenas remember, is crazy. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gilbert Arenas yeah. is Gilbert That guy's crazy. actually crazy. Gilbert is funny crazy. I think KG... Was he I don't know. Like, yeah, he's, he's... KG's a weird guy. Like, I can't tell. Oh, like, he's super competitive. But then sometimes he doesn't go after the biggest guys, but he, he'll chase Jose Calderon yeah. up the floor. You know what I mean? I don't and know, then, man. Watching some Area 51, it seems like a bit of a an off guy, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, he seems kind of weird. Like, he's so he's real crazy, or he's like... I think he has a little bit of real crazy in him. Gilbert Arenas, though. That guy, that nigga will shoot yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, will <laughs> shoot you. <laughs> like, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised crazy. if... What happened with Michael Vick? The dog, the dog thing. Right. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if KG was doing something right. like that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gilbert Arenas did some shit like that. Gilbert Arenas you know? is a real one. I feel like Gilbert Arenas did some nuts. shit like that and like laugh about it. Yo, yeah. but did we ever discover which which gun Javaris picked or because that was the story, right? Like Javaris said, uh, "Like I'm gonna shoot you," and Gilbert brought in like a few guns and said, "Pick one." So Whoa. did he? Did he ever pick? Or because I, I also know I, I think I think I think Javaris went back to his locker and said yeah I got a gun too, so I don't know yeah. man that's a, that's, hey, a, man. that's a different type of crazy. Gilbert, oh, Gilbert Arenas always crazy? could rely on him to get in the shootout you know. Yeah. Ron Artest. Oh, oh Artest. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's all time crazy. Holy malice in the palace. Yeah, that's all time yeah. crazy. Yo, nobody does stuff like that anymore, man. That's yeah, you time. you sound sad about that. I know, but like, could you imagine? Could you imagine like the the ticket prices would have to go up. If stuff like that's that funny because the ticket prices are completely down. Hold on, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Could you explain the statement that if if NBA players went into the stands more often, 
ticket prices would go up. Could you explain that? Ticket prices, because that's like, you know how everybody watches like NASCAR to see the cars crash? Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Kind of like that yeah, type of deal. Okay. That's what, I don't know. Okay, fine. I don't watch NASCAR, but that's, or like you go to the circus and yeah. you're like, you're watching it, but like you kind of hope something, not like, you know what I mean? Like, no. they mess with the tiger. But, 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 hope, but, but like, you're, you're, something happens. Let me, let me explain. Otherwise, let me use your own analogy, all right? You know, people do sometimes watch NASCAR for the crashes, but they're not hoping for it to be interactive. They're not hoping for the crash to end up in the stands. Because okay. there's a barrier. Remember that? I'm going to just that? ask you guys. How would you guys feel about, you know, paying a higher ticket price for the chance to be punched in the face by Ron Artest? Hey, man, I'm going to head into the doors. No, because think about it. If, you, if, you, if, if he hits you, you know how much money you're going to make off that? Not if you're the one who assaulted him first. Well, I don't know. Remember that. Remember that thing in Utah with um, uh, Russell Westbrook and the and the yeah, all that all that yeah. stuff. Imagine if he just started just swinging. Like, you know how many views that would get? That would get that that would get so many views. Man. I think you're looking at it more from like a, uh, a fan perspective. From, a, from maybe no, maybe, I, I, maybe I, I, he's, look, he's looking at it from like a money making perspective. Not, yeah. from, not from like an ethical. I not think, ethical. Yeah, yeah I think you need to look at it from a business perspective as well. But that's what I mean. Like crazy this, people. Like, like Rashawn sounds like he doesn't care about ethics right now. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But crazy Which, people make it make the NBA like having a crazy person on your team makes the NBA. Look so good. so basically, what you're telling me is you're Masai Ujiri, okay? And Serge Ibaka just went into the stands and knocked the fan out. Mm. You're telling me that and where where at, where at home or on the road? At home. No, not at home. On the road. Yeah, he, he can't do it. No, no, but that's a, that's the question I'm that's, asking. That's what he wait. That's what they did, right? He was on the Pacers at that time. Yeah. He was at home. Ah, okay. No, no, no. It was away. It was away. It was away. It was away. It was in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The palace. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But okay. Okay. All right. So okay. Okay. Fine. So it's not okay. So it's not Serge Ibaka. It's it's James Johnson who comes to the stands and knocks a man out. Yeah. So you're telling me as Musai Ujiri, you're gonna see that and go, yes, I can raise the ticket prices. Yeah. Because we got an actual lunatic on our team. Are you kidding me? The guys are guys are for real loose cannon like. You know what I mean? Like fights in hockey? Like the guys are for real loose cannon. That's going to sell people tickets. People love fights in hockey, but not because they can fight the person themselves. I'm going to just put this out there. I'm not trying to fight any NBA player. Exactly. Yo, me neither, but people are crazy. And if that's what the people want. I, that's gotta, not what they want. I don't think people want that. You, gotta, you know you what? Give people what they at, want. at first, Rashawn, when you brought up this whole thing, uh-huh. I was, I was kind of like seeing what you were saying about like, okay, like if I'm in the stands, and it's like if I'm say I buy tickets to like a Raptors game, whatever, and I know a guy on the team is is prone to like starting a fight. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, I'd be I'd be kind of excited going to the game. You're like, like, yo, yo I'm gonna see fight someone. Like, yeah, like, but it's like, yeah. but then you completely flip like flipped it now, and you're saying that you'd be excited to go and then look forward to like the potential of getting hit. Could you imagine? No, but like, could you imagine? Like, cause okay, like you know people talk trash in the stands, like. You're like, oh, like, blah, blah, you know, like your mother, whatever. And, like, the guy will look at you and just kind of, he's like, yo, don't make me come up there. Like, if he said that and he meant it, I'd be like, oh, shit, <laughs> I don't really come up here. All right, all right. Like, you know what I mean? It'd be, okay. it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be much more of an interactive show, like, if you know the guy could actually do it. Huh. Okay. Like, so, you like, know what I mean? I just want to clarify for the record. Are you saying, <laughs> are you saying you'd relish the opportunity to fight an NBA player? No, no. I'm saying, like, if you, you have You like real, that threat. It's like the thrill, like it's like a roller coaster type of thing. Like yeah. you know it can actually happen. Like, yeah. You know, so it's like that's what I think will make so tickets. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, if if there's an NBA player yeah. out there listening to this, um, could we could we please set this up 
potentially a, a fight between you and, right. and Rashawn? No, 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 not me, not me. See, no, like, no, 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 no. You me, put this me. out there. I mean, no, I don't, no, I don't, me, I don't mind being the people across, I would see across it. the arena seeing, seeing like, that? oh, be like, holy crap, like, this damn. is wild, like, you know what I mean? Like, Ron Artest just knocked a nigga out. Yeah. I don't like, mind being that person. You gotta across. go back and watch that video. If you haven't watched it in a while, holy well, I don't crap. know, man. I don't, I don't know if that's he it. Didn't, that's he an didn't an... knock him out, though. The guy, the guy got out. I watched it, like, yesterday. You know he, like, made up with, like, that guy's family and stuff? Oh, he did? And they still keep in touch with his Damn. Hands, so. Could you imagine how hard that guy could probably hit you? Like, yeah. Ron Artest. Damn. That shit must really hurt. <laughs> I thought he was gonna knock him out cold, but he got So, him. so just, just to ask the question, then, uh... Ron Artest, ceiling razor. Ceiling razor. I think he's ceiling razor. Ceiling razor. Ceiling razor. Ceiling razor. Ron Artest. Okay. So that 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 was that whole argument right there. Ceiling razor, Raise, raising the yeah. roof. Raising and, the roof. An audience razor, yeah. I guess. Audience razor as well. Yeah. Stirs it all up. I like it. Okay. Um, before we move off this topic, you guys have anybody else in mind? Historically. Historically, I think uh, Larry Bird is a great one. Yeah. Uh, as a ceiling yeah. razor. Yeah. Floor um, razor too. I think so. Yeah, what, what I was think it? it was 30, 30 to sixty ones. Yeah, twenty nine to sixty one. <laughs> Damn. As a rookie, yeah, so awesome. definitely. But I think when when you have the ability to shoot, uh, you're always going to be, uh, you're always going to have the chance to be a ceiling raiser. Mm-hmm. I think historically great floor raiser. I think you had brought up Kobe, yeah. uh, someone people don't really talk about as much. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think one of the greatest floor raisers of all time. And I think you had said that. The the '06 Lakers. Uh, just as a reminder for you guys, I think it was maybe what 58 games of Lamar Odom and uh, Smush Parker. Yeah. And uh, Luke Walton. Kwame. Kwame. Kwame Brown. Yeah. Let's not forget about him. Uh, yeah. How could we? And and that team was the eighth best offense in the league, right? Yeah. That's that's insane. That's very insane. Just just to like uh, touch upon what I was saying earlier, like I feel like as long as a guy could carry like that scoring load. Mm. I feel like he has a chance to be That's a pretty good floor raiser. Like Kobe, for example. Kobe was taking like twenty-seven shots a game, <coughs> putting up like 35, 35, 36 a game. What year was that? Oh five, oh six. Okay. So, so, I'll, I'll sort of kind of like do this in two points. What one? I agree. You kind of need to be like a guard forward to be one of the great floor raisers. What about Shaq though? Shaq's an outlier in that. Uh. Yeah, I guess you know what. Maybe you're right. I can't really classify it like that. I just mm. think that a guy who, who doesn't require anyone to put the ball in his hands. Okay. Good you know, so maybe maybe not a guard forward necessarily, but a guy who can come down the perimeter, come and and like pull up and take the shot. Or better to say, like create his own shot. Maybe? Create his own yeah, shot. Uh, Shaq, I guess he just needs a guard who could just throw in an entry pass. Plays for him. Yeah, 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 just throw an entry pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so like historically, people like LeBron, you know, like taking that 07 team to the to the finals. That's ridiculous. A hell of a floor raiser. But yeah, if sure. I could throw in another name, I also think if you could do a lot of everything, that's super useful. And so the name I want to throw, who I think is one of the greatest floor raisers and ceiling raisers of all time, David Robinson. Because you put him on a bad okay. team, he's going to give you 28, 12, 5, 4, and 2. Yeah. And you put him on a good team with maybe let's say a Steph Curry and he's your roller. Yeah. That's a 70 win team again. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy. Yeah. Another guy like that too, Kevin Garnett. Absolutely. And 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 we actually saw this with with KG in Minnesota where he was putting yeah. up 24, 14 and 6. 6, yeah. And and they were a 50 win team. Yeah. And then uh you yeah. know, in on the Celtics, 66 wins. 
he didn't have the stats, but man, that was the ceiling raiser right there. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we're talking historically, um, but I kind of want to bring up Giannis. It's kind of approaching that. As a as a floor raiser. As a floor raiser. Okay. Um, really though, do you think they think, would do that bad without him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh Brogdon's done and stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. No, even with Brogdon there. Even yes. even with yes. last year's team. Uh, I think I think if Brogdon was there this year instead of Giannis, I think they'd still be a playoff team. Yeah. Oh, play- okay. Are we just saying that because of the East? Are we saying that? Mm, yeah, partially. Uh, how many, okay, yeah. give me how, give me how many wins then to yeah, be more accurate. With this year's Brogdon over over Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd probably be like a 45-win team, I think. I think so. A 45-win? Yeah. I don't think 45. I could agree with that. I don't, I don't think I'm agreeing with you that. You don't think so? 40 with, to 45. With, like, with, 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 I think, Bro- with Brogdon, Middleton, Brook Lopez. Yeah. No. I think, uh, I think a lot of those guys rely on Giannis's on gravity Giannis? and, and yeah. him coming down okay. the lane. And I mean, if you ever just see some of the passes they throw to Giannis, where they just kind of just kind of throw it up there. Yeah, or just in transition, they're just specifically looking to give the ball to Giannis. Yeah. Just literally... Just throw it to Giannis and, and he'll he'll get to the bucket in transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but that's that's a good mention. Mm-hmm. So Raptors are like outliers in that in that state where like you can take a where you can take a superstar away and still hit like fifty wins, fifty five wins. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna say the Bucks are kind of like that too, but I don't really think so. I don't think the Bucks can really do something like that. All right. So if I ask you guys to summarize this super quick, Anton, who is your all time ceiling raiser, and who's your all time floor raiser? All time, all time floor raiser is going to be LeBron James, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, an all time ceiling raiser is probably going to be Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. So, uh, so you're you're not necessarily talking about like the goat kind of thing, but you're talking about who's the biggest in terms of margin, right? So it's like Clay Thompson is your greatest ceiling raiser of yeah. all time. Okay, yeah. uh, AK. I think for floor raiser, I think I'm going to agree with Anton. I'm going to say LeBron James. Larry Bird, too, though. Mm. Uh, it's kind of tough between the two. But, yeah, either LeBron or Larry Bird. And then ceiling raiser, I think I'm going to have to go with Draymond Green. Okay. All right. We've got two Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashawn. Um, all right. Floor raiser. Freddie V. Um... Yeah, if you if you hold on, <laughs> if you put him on the Knicks, if if you put him on the Knicks, I think he's gonna help him win some games. But greatest greatest of all time, uh, it's gotta be like, I want to say like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's I think a good that's, one. I think that's kind of cheating, but it's like he's yep. that good that that's, I think he can make any team a lot better. Uh, just right off the bat, and then ceiling raiser. Um, it's a tie between Fred Van Fleet or like uh, Manu, Manu, Manu Ginobili. That's a good one. Manu Ginobili yeah, coming off the bench, six man. Wow, that's a that's a good Pretty one. Good wow, that's a very good one. I'm, su- I'm surprised yeah. at all the stuff you said today. Hey Chibli. man, wow. I know I know basketball, man. I know basketball. <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Uh, Nick, um, greatest floor raiser of all time. I think I might have to agree with with uh, Anton, and I hate doing that. Jeez. But uh, LeBron James, you know, mm-hmm. like I think he showed us with the Cavs that that could be a a sixty win team. I know, I know that's not what the definition of a floor raiser is, but I think that's how good he is. Where he could take a twenty five win team almost to that level to a fifty something win, just because that's how good he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, for ceiling raiser, I, I'm gonna have to. 
go with the Golden State Warrior guy, mm-hmm. Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry is the greatest ceiling raiser of all time because he's taking a 60-win team in his prime to a 73-win team. Or yeah. a 55-win team, sorry, to a 73-win team. In his prime, he, he raised that team to a 73-win team. I don't know how you guys don't agree with that one. Like, Were they, were they a 55-win team? Do you think there were 60 wins without him? It was... No, no, you're, you're right. That's... I guess, yeah. I think I think he's putting on twenty plus wins at the top end of the scale. Yeah. Twenty sixteen Curry. I think they're less than fifty five wins. Right. So in that case you. in that case he's even more even of a ceiling more, raiser. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're I right think they're that. a fifty win team. Really? Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they had depth, they had Livingston, a better version, they had Iggy, yeah, they had Barbosa. Um I, I don't I don't think that's a fifty one team. I think that's like forty seven. 45, 47. So I think I'm making even better case now. Yeah, you are. I think I think, I think so. Steph Curry took that team to 73 wins. Mm. And and if you put Steph Curry on a GOAT level team, he's still useful. He's still useful. Yeah, yeah. he's just, you know. Yeah, that's actually very yeah, true. I think it's And another thing too, um before his MVP season, how many wins did, did the Warriors win? 65. No, before his first MVP. Oh, before his first MVP season. Let me let me just pull that up real quick. Um, uh, that was twenty fourteen, so I don't think it was healthy. It was thirteen four. There, there were fifty one win team. Okay. And then I guess the biggest reason for that sixteen win jump was Steph. Yep. Steve Kerr got to give credit to Steve Kerr too. Absolutely. And um, he added to that, so sixteen wins in one season, and the following season they didn't really make any 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 roster changes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they won an additional six games. So sixty-seven to seventy-three. Yeah. Primarily because of Stephen Curry. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Greatest, yeah, greatest ceiling raiser of all time. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like they didn't, they didn't add, in, like they didn't add anybody. Yeah. I mean, Draymond obviously improved. Clay improved, mm-hmm. but Steph is the one who made those those major jumps. Kind of yeah. Wanted it to that in that way. I think I'm going to have to cancel my uh, ceiling razor with Clay Thompson and go with Stephen Curry. Ah, see, that makes me feel like I should change my answer. <laughs> I'm, 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 I, I, feel like, I feel like you're kind of cheating by saying Steph Curry, though. Oh, I, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a superstar. I mean, no, because like we all agree. I think we all agree that Steph's like all that, right. that type of ceiling razor, but it's yeah. like we were naming guys who aren't floor razors either. Okay. Yeah. You know so I mean? in that case, I might add uh, a, a Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, yeah. Okay. yeah, and not necessarily the the championship chasing or rebound chasing Dennis Rodman. Mm. I think maybe somewhere in that Pistons era, running right the floor, back to back defensive player of the year mm. version, you know. Okay. Yeah, so I think I th- okay, I'll go I'll go with Dennis Rodman. Okay, that's okay. my that's my final. We're gonna answer. get we're gonna get a closing thing on this to one question I want to throw out there. So if 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 we did not have Fred VanVleet in that last series, do you think we would have won? In the Warriors series, if yes, we, we if we didn't have Kyle Lowry, we would have won. Mm, that's yeah. a good point. Okay. That's, that's a good, good point. point. I think yeah. that's the best if, way to if, end that. If we didn't have if we didn't have Marcus Allen, we would have won. Yeah. If, if we didn't have Pascal, we would have won. I think you're right. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on to some other topics. Yeah, yeah. I heard that's, that's, something else. Okay, the <laughs> first question I want to throw out to everyone is: Miami <laughs> is 11 and three right now. At what point do we start talking about Eric Spolstra? Excuse me, Miami is eleven and three right now. Miami yeah. is eleven and three right now, okay. And of course, they've got good pieces. They've got a lot of good pieces, 
But at what point did we talk about Eric's potion? Just, just before we continue with this, um, this is the rapid fire part of the podcast now. So, Nick's question is... Yeah, Miami. At what point do we talk about Eric's potion? See, it always it always looks crazy when you have people like uh, when you have like someone like a LeBron James, a D Wade, a Ray Allen, uh, Chris Bosh, like. But now that he's doing it without, well, Kendrick Nunn is kind of going crazy, isn't he? Like, yeah. Like, okay, fine. What percentage of it is the players, and what percentage of it is the coaches? Is that's, it- a, that's a whole another question. I just want to know how you guys feel about Eric Spolstra and how Miami's doing. Like, did anyone see them being this good this early in the season? 100% no. Definitely not. No, but... I mean, I feel like you, you kind of have to look at the teams they're playing as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's- I mean, the, the best teams they've played in this stretch so far are Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Houston, Denver, and L.A. So four out of their 14 games, they played teams that are potential championship contenders. And um, they are 2-2 two and two in those is, four games. Which is pretty solid. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Are we talking about them being... We're not talking about them being championship contenders, right? I'm not talking about them being championship contenders, but so I'm talking about them being a 50-win team. I, th- I, think, I think as soon as they added Jimmy Butler, that was a given. Do you think it was a given that they'd be a 50-win team? As soon as they added Jimmy Butler, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Miami, Miami's pretty deep. Okay, uh, maybe maybe it's just me. I I thought they would end up being like forty five kind mm-hmm. of wins. I know they were close to that last year, but I thought like yeah. enough moving pieces that mm-hmm. they'd end up somewhere close to that. And I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't think you know fifty mm-hmm. something wins. You guys think? I think what Spo's doing is a great thing. You know, he's taken so many different moving pieces and made them into a very solid team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to, to be completely honest, I don't really have like much to say about Miami just because of who they've played so far. Mm-hmm. But to their defense, they have they've had like a bunch of injuries, like Justice Winslow, for example. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler was out for a while. Yeah, um, I don't think Dragic is healthy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're they're doing a lot better than I expected them to. But then again, they haven't really. Had the toughest schedule. All right, so I'll just I'll just rephrase it. Where where is Miami gonna end up at the end of the season? Are they a second round team, or are they going to the Eastern Conference Finals, oh, or are they a first round team? Second round team. Second round team. Second round. At best. Best. At best. Yeah, they get knocked out in the second round. I don't think they're gonna make it to the, Ex- to the finals. No, Eastern Conference. No. Expectation is first round. First round. Yeah. At <laughs> best is second round. So if they make it to the first round, they get eliminated. All right, I'm not gonna be surprised. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I wish I could have, like, a hot take on this, but I can't. I think second round is where they're going to be at. Yeah. yeah. At best? Or yeah. expectations? Uh, you know what? I think in the playoffs they could surprise. Yeah. I think they're just that gritty team in the playoffs yeah, like yeah. Memphis was. And I think, I think Spoh's a good coach, and he yeah. makes good yeah. between-game adjustments. Yeah. So I think they could surprise. Okay. But they may not be as talented as necessary. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Houston... Okay, Houston or Clippers in the in the playoffs. Now, I know it seems like a clear cut question, but we really gotta take a deeper look into the the Clippers and how they've been operating lately. And 
I'm not so sure it's clear-cut Clippers anymore. Just because we had to see some magic run from Lou Williams mm-hmm. against the uh, against Houston yesterday, and we had to see magic runs against Boston. You can't keep depending on that. Yeah. So I'm not sure the Clippers are as lethal as people think they are. To like to the Clippers' defense, though, like. They, they added two superstars. Mm-hmm. One of them has only played the what three games now. Kawhi yeah. just missed three games. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel like this the group of guys they have right now hasn't really had enough time to like acclimate with they one don't. another. Okay, that's fair. And I think I guess we kind of see that with the wins against Boston mm-hmm. and and Houston, but I think it's just a matter of time. Okay. I think that the Clippers are going to be really hard to judge in the regular season. Yeah. Because I don't think, oh, yeah, I, think I think with Kawhi missing games, with PG probably missing games, I think they're one of those teams that their regular season is not going to be reflective of how good they actually are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, I think Houston has historically been a regular season team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. their, their record in the regular season does not indicate how good they'll be in the playoffs either. You're right. But given that... I still do feel like people are underrating Houston. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I, I think that, like I said originally, I think they'll gel a little more as the season goes along. They may not post the same win total as last year or whatever, but I think, I think it's going to be a dogfight of a series mm-hmm. either way. And uh, I think if I had to put money on it on that series right now, and just off of like future projections. I think I'll I think I'll go to the Clippers like nine times out of ten. To be completely honest with you, nine times out of yeah. ten, I don't know if I could agree with that. Um, even though I asked the question, I am still going Clippers. Okay, but nine times out of ten, I don't know about that either. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go Houston six out of ten. Really? Yeah, I think I think you guys are underrating, like uh, PG in the playoffs is not always PG. Forget PG. They have Kawhi. Kawhi. But, yeah, they've got Kawhi. But Kawhi had a lot of lot of help around him he last did. year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's in the West. It's a different thing. And I think what people are really underrating was the fit for Kawhi on the Raptors last yeah. season. Yeah. If you doubled Kawhi, they had shooters from every <clears> position. <throat> We've seen what happened when Kawhi gets doubled. He has to throw it out to Patrick Beverly. Uh, I mean, or Manchester Hero, sorry. No, or the, the, wait, the Clippers have shooters too, though. No, they have shooters, but it, not at every single position. Patrick Beverly. Every time, every time I, Kawhi I, goes I to the like, bucket, I feel like the only position they're lacking in is their, 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 their big situation. No, yeah, definitely lacking the big board, but teams are living with Patrick Beverly shooting. Mm-hmm. Correct. You're not going to live with Kyle Lowry on an open jump shot. You're not going to live with Fred on an open jump shot. But Landry Shamit's out right now too. Oh, they yeah. they can run oh, the lineup yeah. with with, with Shamit, Lou. Shamit, Lou. Kawhi, PG, and Montrez. Okay, that's... That's pretty that's, solid. That's a pretty fair... I think, I think it's a dogfight. I, I can't say 9 out of 10 either way. Really? I think yeah. it's going to be a dogfight of a series. I'm still leaning towards Clippers, but I'm, I'm just not saying 9 out of 10. I, I think probably 6 or <clears> 7. Mm-hmm. Sean? Yeah, because no, even oddly enough, like I feel like even though I said uh, Russell's like a ceiling, you know, you know, he doesn't really help or hurt that much in the playoffs when... It really matters. I can see him being more aggressive and attacking the basket instead of yeah. settling for jump shots. Yeah. So I can see him being more of a help there. And then, yeah, it's kind of like going to be a dogfight. I wouldn't say 9 out of 10. Nine out of 10 uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of like a hot take? Me mm-hmm. saying 9 out of 10? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? It's too much. Yeah, it's uh, a little too much. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna look back on this. All right. If those two much. end up. So that means, in other words, that means like a sweep, or like or like a four one. I think it'll be like a four one. Wow. Oh. Maybe like maybe a, a four. four one. I see this maybe a six. A I, I six to seven, seven game. Yeah. yeah. I see this really? seven game series. Six to seven games. I don't do that. I'm just basing it off of the fact that Houston took Golden State, Golden State to seven games with an injured Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Now, Golden State is way better than the Clippers. So, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm not entirely okay. sure about that. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving over to my rapid-fire question. Andrew Wiggins. Real or fake news? Fake news. I'm going to really? say fake news. Andrew Wiggins goes on hot streaks all the time. Andrew Wiggins has his moments. He's, he's still... This this would be his first year at league average, but Nick, not like twenty five <laughs> points a game. I'm just saying, in terms of true shooting percentage. But so, his efficiency has never been like like it like has been now, Nick. Yeah, that's because he's starting from such a low point. But he's 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 like. <laughs> that's disrespectful. I'm just saying. This guy's listening. Right okay, Nick. Why? This is this is the most efficient he's ever been in his career. He's taking a lot less deep twos, a lot less mid range jumpers overall. Okay. Um, I think this is. The most amount of three-point attempts he's taken per game, seven. What's he shooting from three? Uh, 33%. Okay. So eh, when, 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 you say, when you say real, what, what, what exactly are you expecting from Andrew Wiggins? Um, I think he's... I feel like there's, there's like this, this stigma out there that he's kind of like just like a high-volume scorer. Yeah. Yeah. And... And not efficient? Yeah. Don't you sort of... See him being that right now? Uh, 47% from the field. What's his, what's his true shooting percentage? Let me pull it up. I think it would be 55. Because I think what he's I think it's 55 as well. It's 55. 55. Yeah. And it's what 55. was he the year before? 49. And the year before that? 50. And the year before that? 53. Okay. So, I'm, I'm just saying... He sucks. No. I'm just saying Wiggins will probably come down to 54 true shooting percentage. It'd be somewhere around league average. And, okay. and he'll put up points. He's just an average average player, then. He's he's getting a lot of shot attempts. That's yeah. what it is. I, I, feel, I, I feel I feel like the bigger thing here is like he's he's shooting more threes and he's shooting less. <clears throat> long twos. Long twos, contested mid range jumpers like. Okay, but wait. Define what's real here. So if I say mm-hmm. real, what does that mean? Um. Is he an all star? Do we see? Not not, ne- not necessarily an all star, but like. Is he a real? I feel like I feel like Wiggins has kind of been stagnant like the last like four years, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm kind of seeing a little bit of progression this year. Finally. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Or is he just so, getting more? Or is he just getting, is he just getting more touches? I don't. Th- but it's not even about the touches. It's 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 the type of shots he's taking. Yeah. Like he could have been taking like yeah he could be getting more touches, but if he was taking the same shots he's been taking mm-hmm. the last couple of years, it's like, why are we giving you more touches if you're gonna do the exact yeah. same thing you always do? You know what I mean? I think Andrew Wiggins has improved. Mm-hmm. I think he's showing signs of that improvement. I think yeah. he's been more aggressive. I think he's probably finishing at the rim at a higher rate, I'd assume, uh, than his career high. I'm going to guess 68 to 70, maybe. That would be probably pretty solid. 70. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think Andrew Wiggins moves the needle that much. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I'm going to say fake news. Because uh, Andrew Wiggins is not helping my team win. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. 
Because you're, you're saying this with the assumption that he's finally blossoming into the all-star that he's supposed to be, right? No, no, it's just, no. Like, just finally seeing progression, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is he all-star caliber right No, here? not yet. No, 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 okay. no. So how much, how much more time do you want to give him? I don't know. Basically, <laughs> basically, basically what I want to say is I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a starting player on a good team. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. Really? Even, even, even at this point, yeah. I would, I would, I, give, would, I, would I wouldn't say all that. I would not say all that. Okay, what's a good team? Um, <laughs> if you put him on Houston, you think he'd start? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think he'll start. Over who? Who's starting over him? Um, ben McLemore. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe I maybe I trapped myself <laughs> in a corner. There. Okay, name another good team. Um, Lakers. Yeah, I'm not um, starting him over Danny. Green. Yeah, I don't think. I'm, but then again, that's kind of like the fit. Clippers. That's a good point. I'm not. Fit again, like you have Kawhi and PG. Mm. Why would you start Andrew Wiggins on the Raptors? Would just start him on the Raptors? On the I Raptors? think I would. I would give I would give it to OG and Obi at this point. I, I think I'm giving it to Obi at this point. This you want to start him at the two? Uh, over Fred? No. Nope. I'm kind of going off of like how they are right now. Like Fred. No, oh no! Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's because like Lowry's. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, not yeah, yeah. that's not yeah, fair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But Lowry, um, Fred, uh, who's who's uh, OG Siakam? Yeah. And like good, my and like Gasol. Nope. You're coming off the bench, man. Yeah, you're right. Nope. No, no. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Fake news. <sighs> Fake news, I guess. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah. So, do you guys think? So, you get to consider Brandon Ingram real, like real. I like I like his progression. I'm more interested in his progression than a lot. Than yeah, than yeah I could agree with that. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. All I right. Think, I think I think so Wiggins is the consensus you know, is Wiggins is is. I think he's solid, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not seeing that next step. Yeah. Okay. So my my yeah my 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 question is like, it's about time. Like. Oh gosh. What am I allowed to do this? You do it, man. You know I'm what I'm just, doing. You know I'm just. I got to work into it. Yep. All right, so it, yeah, it, it's about time, you know. Everybody, everybody has to go through time at the same speed, you know. No one can cheat time; it creeps up on everybody, right? People get old, uh, and it's like, how long does it take uh, for somebody to realize that time has really gotten a hold of them, and to really understand that, you know, that you know your your time is up, and realize where you're standing in time and how that affects you. So my question is: is how long is LeBron gonna? keep this hairline thing going. How long is he going to really try to hold on to this and not just accept defeat when it comes to time you know, chasing him down? You know what? Uh, if I could like extend on that question a little, is, uh, yeah, time, time is, is fleeting and, and we don't really realize what we have left. So I guess my question would be, how long is Melo going to take to realize it's not just, you know, jab, step, jab, step, jumper? So, uh... Maybe. Maybe, but I'm honestly, like, I think LeBron needs to go bald. I, I think it's time. I think if you have that type of money, you can afford to. It's not working. Hey man, bro. Jeff Bezos is bald. The game and yo. But maybe he likes the feeling, you know, of like the wind slapping. Okay, slapping his let's, let's not compare Jeff Bezos <laughs> with his with his hair to what LeBron has. Okay. Yeah, I don't but think but, I'm, but if there was a cure for this. Jeff Bezos would have hair. Yeah, he, he would have yes, hair. Yes, if he, he wanted hair. Yes. He could have hair. Yes, but so Jeff Bezos if, is a guy who can look bald. Yeah, like so, like some people, like the ball. I, I, I don't ball. know if LeBron can look bald. I think yeah, I, right. I think LeBron can do it. I think he needs to stop fighting time and just like you see, up, like is he it, MJ's you know? head. Yeah, or like Kobe's head. Well, yeah, like like those guys can like, yeah. you know, like oh yeah yeah yeah, they can pull it off. They can pull it off, but it's like LeBron, his head shape. I don't know. I think I think because we're so used to that that the, the hair being there, mm-hmm. you know. 
Because I, I, I think, I think Jeff Bezos could do it. LeBron could do it. You think so? Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. Like, LeBron's head isn't round. Yeah, like, LeBron's LeBron. head is kind of squarish. I don't yeah. think LeBron... Like I'd see, yeah, I'd, that I'd, would. I'd, I'd, I'd honestly, <laughs> I'd much rather that. I'd, 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 I'd much rather that. Yeah. So for everybody listening, Rashawn just pulled up a picture of like yeah. LeBron's hair, and it's just. Fading. I thought it was him. I would keep doing what I'm doing. I'm do what I'm doing. Do what I'm doing. I'm, keep it. Keep I'm it up. A, I'm gonna keep yeah. getting surgeries on my hair. Yeah, I'm gonna keep <laughs> doing. I think I think he should just accept it. If 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 the richest man on earth can accept it, yeah. Then he I has, think he I has think waves on the sides. Unlike the unlike the Richard Jefferson, he has waves, so he's rushing it. He cares, like he. That's fire. You know what? I respect him, man. Fight That's it, fire. Man. Fight it. Yeah, fight time. Change my answer. Yeah, fight it. Maybe 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 his hairline is what's helping him. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. stay in the NBA. Maybe you want to do some. Uh, you want to do. Uh, listen, us lose some money real quick. Um, a couple games. Okay, let's let's pull. It. I I think I'm pretty good at losing money already, so I don't know if I want the hot takes. Listen to us lose some money. Remember, if if these are not Just like right, three games. If these are not right, we're definitely editing it in in the, in the future. Yeah. All right, let's try to pick out like the games that we think are like the toughest ones to, or or the ones that we're more most most sure about. Okay. No, so no, no. I want. I why want, not? You don't want to win some people some money? No. No, no. Listen to us lose some money is the segment. It's listen no, to us like, lose like, some like, money. like what are some games that you guys are confident like about betting? Confident about Suns Suns Timberwolves. I think I think I think the Timberwolves are gonna win that one tonight. Really? You're confident about that? Yeah, they're at home, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, Bulls, Hornets, Bulls. I think uh, I take. I'm taking Hornets. I'm taking Bulls. Bulls. Okay, keep going. Damn. All right. Magic Pacers. Pacers is the easy choice, no? Uh, I I'll, t- I'll take Pacers. I'll take I'll take the I'll Pacers. Take okay. Heat Seventy Sixers. I don't want to touch that one. Seventy Sixers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sixers too. I'm going Sixers. Okay, Seventy Sixers. Raptors, Hawks. Come on, Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, that's. Uh, Spurs, Knicks. Uh, the back to back, so DeJounte Murray. Spurs, I'm going Spurs. Spurs. No Murray? Okay, Trailblazers, Cavaliers. Damn, there's a lot of games today. Uh, I, yeah, I think Melo's dropping 25. I, yeah. think, I think I'm going Cavaliers. Lakers, I'm going Portland. Uh, Lakers. Lakers. Pistons, Bucks. Uh, Pistons. No, actually, what am I saying? Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks, okay. Pelicans, Jazz, last one. I'm um, going Utah. Yeah, yeah, Utah. Yeah. Utah. All right, yeah. that's the Oracle. All right. Well, you know, you know what to do if if we're wrong. You know, let us know why Email we're us. wrong. Support at support. Email us. You know, uh, support at support.com. And if you have anything specific for Rashawn Hotsake Hamilton, you know, let us know. All right. And on, on that note, we're out. You don't have to go home, but you gotta.